Welcome to Comics in Christ. Today, Comics in Christ, we're going to add on to our um, conversation that we had in our special edition last week of Comics in Christ, a kind of a reactionary moment to the news out of Texas, the news out of Anaheim, the news out of New York, just all of these shootings everywhere. And we're going to talk about that to some extent, but I want to go through a very careful conversation over some memes that I've seen that I agree with. I, I, I want to lay that flat out on the surface. I agree with these memes, but I, I also feel that we need to begin to look at things a little differently. Now, this is Comics in Christ, and we use a pop cultural focus on all of our conversations on Comics in Christ. So we'll we'll have a pop cultural focus real quick. I want to talk about the Three Musketeers. And I want to talk about their duty of of caring for the kingdom, the, the three working together, and their motto, all for one and one for all. All for one and one for all. I want us to look at that phrase for a minute as I also address these memes that I have been seeing that I agree with, but I want us to challenge to maybe shift our focus a little bit on the phrasing. Now, the meme that I have been seeing recently is this, thoughts and prayers are not enough. And I've also seen memes that I also agree with that has thoughts and prayers, and it's marked out, and then it says policies and change. And I agree with that. I completely agree with that. And also, as I go into my conversation about thoughts and prayers are not enough, you're going to see how much I agree with policies and change. I think there is an egregious misunderstanding of the God that we serve. And I think there is an egregious misunderstanding on what prayer is. So I'm going to cautiously and caringly work on through that conversation as we look at this concept, all for one and one for all. I think that we, as individuals and some of our faith lives, we, we have we definitely have a focus on all for one. Now, the way that we focus on that tweaks at times, but I think that we have a concept of all for one, especially those of us that have a defined faith, faith life. We have this image of all for one that we have our God, our, our deity, our, our creator that exists outside of us. We have the one. And within our defined faith lives, we have a path that we journey that fits within a structure of being loyal to our deity. We're, we're all for one. All of our actions, all of our focuses, all of our dedication goes to this one being, this, this one deity, this great creator outside of us. 
then it twists a little bit. We even we start to askew even that basic concept. We as Christians, we we have this defined definition that we are Christ-like, so we define our actions and our responses on Christ. We look towards the actions and the being of who Christ is. We study and analyze the people that Christ spent time with and who Christ cared for, the boundaries that Christ tore down in his ministry. So we have this affixed image of all for one. We, we know who we are focused on. Now, even that excuse, though. Because as we exist in this, sometimes some of us exist within a faith structure that I affectionately call a fire escape plan. Well, what does that mean? Well, I have my focus and my attention on this one standard-bearing deity, this one standing-bearer image as a Christian, my thoughts and my focus on Jesus Christ and the actions of Jesus Christ. I have confessed with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I've believed in my heart that he was raised from the dead. And that's my focus. But in this one way of this excused image of all, of one for all, I am focusing off, excuse me, this focus of one, all for one is I'm focusing on this one thing did for me, one for all, what this one thing did for me. And we get into this fire escape mindset that I am going to follow these rules, these parameters, this focus, so that I don't go to eternal damnation The of the fire escape plan. And when we exist in this identity of this fire escape plan, our rules, our regulations, our focus becomes very heavily connected with eternity. And when things become eternal issues, they are a little bit harder to maneuver through, especially when we're challenging people to look at things at different ways, because it becomes an eternal quest. I have to do X, Y, Z. I have to follow these rules. I have to uphold the holy laid out word of scripture because this is an eternal fight. And it's a fight for my eternity and the eternity of my family and friends. So it becomes this completely different thing. And we look at what the one for all has done for us. And that's when prayer starts to kind of skew within itself. And we're getting there. This is where I'm going to agree that thoughts and prayers are not enough because we have skewed what prayer is. We have our prayer focus that is self-driven. Or or even, I'll, I'll change it, eternal-driven. It's, it's agenda-driven prayer. We, we pray to a deity to continue to strengthen us to do the right things. We pray for a deity to just take care of things because this is the deity that is taking care of eternal problems and we trust that deity to take care of everything and just take care of it. And many of us see prayer that way. I'm going to pray to God, God's going to take care of it, and it's all done. 
Now, this past Sunday in my worship service, I kind of, I kind of uh, spoke down against that that mindset. I made this statement, and and I truly mean it. I mean it so much. I'm going to make it again. And somewhere in our lives, we've confused God with Santa Claus. Now, Santa Claus is the person that we ask to bring us our present, and we expect to just wake up on Christmas morning and find that present there waiting for us. We kind of see prayer as asking the great Jambi, the genie, to grant us a wish. And we expect those wishes to just be granted and for everything to be done. We see prayer as what the one for all will just do for us and take care of. And that's not what prayer is. But unfortunately, we live within a reality that it's, that is how that prayer is treated. So when I see this meme, and it says, thoughts and prayers are not enough. When we put thoughts and prayers in those parameters... Thoughts and prayers are not enough because the great zombie isn't going to grant our wish. Santa Claus isn't going to put a present under the tree. There has to be some involvement in interacting with the prayer. So we look at the first half of the Three Musketeers catchphrase, all for one. That's where we looked at. But now we we have to twist things. We have to look at the entire thing. We actually have to address the other half, which is an all for one. One for all and all for one. Instead of having this focus on what the one will give us, instead of having this focus on what the one is going to take care of for us, instead of having this focus that I'm going to say these prayers, I'm going to ask, make these wishes, I'm going to wait for my present under the tree on Christmas morning. Instead of holding that mindset on what the one is going to give us, there is a challenge to be active when we look at the phrasing all for one. And that's where everything begins to switch on the thoughts and the prayers. Just thoughts and prayers waiting for our wishes to be granted is not going to do anything. It is not enough. But we have to look at prayer for what it really is. We have to look at the reality of what prayer should be. And then it becomes a challenge that we all need to be participating in right now. It's what everyone is striking against when they say thoughts and prayers are not enough because we need to become the active element doing anything to make change not sitting still and making a wish but doing anything to make a change when we look at the catchphrase of the three musketeers all for one we begin to switch it over and it's not the one that's giving us it's the active nature of us responding to the one when we live lives with the reality of all for one, then we begin to truly connect to what God is calling us to do with active living prayers.
in the Wesleyan tradition that I celebrate as a United Methodist pastor, it's this phrase called justifying grace. And provenient grace, grace exists for us before we even know who God is. But then there is this active moment of justifying grace that we intentionally interact. We intentionally do something in response to what the one has done for us. And this adds so many varying levels of care and opportunity when we look at the second half of the three musketeers phrase, all for one. We begin to look at why that we go to soup kitchens and and serve food to our dear friends that are dealing with food insecurities and issues of of homelessness. We begin to look at why it's important that churches like my own faith center use their worship space as shelter space so that people that are living in moments of uh, transitional need of housing has a place of shelter and care. We begin to look at why it's important that we hand out the medical kits, the the care packages to our homeless friends. We begin to look at why it's important to go to places like members of DWO podcasting are going to do on June 11th and be present at a place like the Pride by the Beach and Pride Festivals to show people that we serve a God that it is truly all for one. And it's there for them because we shift the focus from what the one is giving us and we shift it over to what all of us can do to respond to the one. And that begins to become a moment of action. So we look at the meme, thoughts and prayers are not enough. And that's true especially when we look at our own Wesleyan history and our definition of what justifying grace is. We become the ones that are actively responding, and actively responding to Jesus Christ will look like a peace and prayer walk that's taking place soon and where that we live. It looks like people who have the ability to have the conversations and grab the right ears to be the advocates of change. It becomes the ones that push the conversation. There's so much that I dislike about social media. Social media drives me crazy as I use social media to record this podcast. But it drives me crazy. There's times I don't like looking on Facebook because I'm scared of what someone is going to say. But if I look at it at the core root of what's actually happening, we also have individuals that are trying to push conversations so that we are continuing to talk about the things that truly matter so that hopefully the right person at the right moment with the right strings to pull can have the right conversation that begins to interact with change. We see people doing things in the name of service from having a a, a, a shower uh, set up outside in their parking lot, distributing food outside of their parking lot, seeing our dear friends serve food 
at food banks and preparing food baskets at food banks to go out and to do something. The ones that have ironed out all for one, the actions that we all do to respond to the grace of the one, we start seeing people living the change and hopefully it inspires us to do the same. So, is there an importance of one for all? Yes, we need the one that has set the way to respond to, but we have to respond to it. We have to get to the point that we're also saying an all for one, because when we become active, when we make the active prayers and we live out our thoughts and and use them to fuel change, then the changes that we need to happen will happen. I want us to hold on to that reality today. And thank you for listening to this presentation of Comics in Christ. My name is Michael Davis. Everyone have a great week.